Good evening or good morning. Wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in to The Tune Talk, where I invite individuals to discuss different music genres. I'm Isabel Wright, and today's genre is pop, and I'm joined today by Rachel Ehrlichman. And I'm now joined by Rachel Ehrlichman. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing today? I'm good, Isabel. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to record this episode. Me too. I love listening to pop music. I'm so excited to share my thoughts on it with you. I am too. I saw some of the songs and some of them are very nostalgic, so I'm excited. Classics. They're classics that I grew up listening to on the radio on the ride to elementary school, and I can't wait to talk about them more. The first song we will be listening to is Pearl by Katy Perry. That was a short clip of Pearl by Katy Perry. So to me, I always grew up kind of like dismissing the lyrics of a song, just kind of following along with it because I thought it had a good tempo, a catchy lyrics, everything like that. But as I got older, I kind of realized the true meaning behind the song and the way that I interpreted it. She was kind of feeling trapped with a relationship with somebody that didn't want her to succeed. They didn't want her to achieve her true potential. And that's kind of why she starts off the song saying she became a shell of herself. She used to be a pearl. Like everything that kind of what she used to be is gone as she entered this relationship with this person that didn't want her to kind of reach her full potential. Yeah, I definitely noticed a bunch of metaphors, especially how the chorus changed throughout the song. I'm pretty sure before when she said she used to be a pearl, I think that meant before she was in the abusive relationship and then in in the middle she kind of talks about being in the shell and then I realize at the end of the song she discusses how you don't have to be a pearl at the end and she's no longer stuck in that shell because she moved away from that abusive relationship and learned and grew from it. Yeah, she also kind of admits to everybody that's listening that she's talking about herself. And this is only discovered towards the end of the song when she actually switches from third person to first person. And all of the comments, all of the metaphors that she uses throughout the song are kind of of like, they become clear to the audience. Yeah, at the end, she says, I, I believe she says, I was that pearl, something along those lines. And also another metaphor piece I picked up on was she mentioned, she mentioned Joan of Arc a lot. If I remember correctly, she was uh, a female war leader, something like that. It was a female kind of like she got visions from God and everybody like from the spirits up above, which helped her in her success in a war. And then she was later put to death because people believed her to be a witch and they accused her of witchcraft. So I think maybe the reason why Katy Perry decided to use the Joan of Arc metaphor is because she maybe had like a voice within her telling her like, this is not good for you. You She compared herself as a strong woman leader, Joan of Arc, which I thought was really cool. And also at the same time, it was like super upbeat and catchy and like the the beat drop was really cool when she was like announcing that like you don't have to be in the shell and you're mm-hmm. that you're still a pearl. This is a very great song to listen to to kind of gain some of that confidence back and say like, hey, tough times are totally okay. They don't define mm-hmm. you. They don't determine your worth. And she's reminding everyone that you're a strong woman like Joan of Arc and you are a pearl. Even if there's exactly. a shell, you're still a pearl. Mm-hmm. 
And the next song we will be discussing is I Know Places by Taylor Swift. That was I Know Places by Taylor Swift. Yeah, so my overall impression of the song, I used to listen to it all the time, just like the Katy Perry song. I never quite got onto the lyrics until I was much older, but this song kind of gives me a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet vibe. She's singing about how they're obviously in a relationship. She speaks very fondly of him. She's like her true, he's like her true love. Um, but supposedly they aren't meant to be together and they're being shamed for it by everybody else and everybody looks down upon their relationship. They're saying, you guys aren't meant to be together. Nobody wants you together. And by titling the song, I Know Places, she's saying how they are constantly looking for an escape where they can live their life and be together regardless of what everybody says. Um, they want to run off and be able to live the life that they're constantly dreaming of even though they're being so judged and tormented for it by everybody else. And she makes tons of metaphors throughout the song comparing their relationship to a bunch of different things. Like, for example, they are the hunters and we are the foxes. They're trying to evade this whole social rejection from everybody else simply because they're in love with each other. And she could be talking about her past relationships with this. I'm not really sure where she's going with it, but I think that that one lyric is so powerful because it really gives you an insight on how some people may feel being in a relationship where nobody else supports you except for those two people. Yeah, I agree. I think the song is based around how the media portrays her and the relationship that she was in. Like what the lyric he just said, they are the hunters, we are the foxes. But yeah, I think it definitely talks about the dynamic of a past relationship and how the media twists things. You can just be an ordinary teenager in high school and people still have the power to destroy your relationship with just like one text message or like one Instagram post or something like that, simply for loving somebody else. And it's a really unfortunate thing that happens, but she wants to overcome it in the song by running away and living the life that she always wanted. Yeah, especially for Taylor Swift. She's been in the media a lot because she's a very big artist now and back in the 2000s. And she wrote a song about it too, Shake It Off, which is about how the media portrays her and her past relationships. The media portrays her as like having a bunch of boyfriends and just like going around boys. And I think the song really ties in with Shake It Off because I think this song also talks about how the media portrays her and her relationships and how she just wants to run away and how she's seen as a fox, something as paparazzi and the media to just attack and like twist her words and paint her as this person that she isn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't just stop there. Like there was this Netflix show that came out called Jenny and Georgia. And there was this one super insensitive line in it. That's like, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift does or something along the lines of that. And Taylor, as seen on Twitter, she took it very, very personally. And as she should, because it was a direct like attack on her and her past relationship. Yeah, I can definitely feel her frustration through the lyrics and how the media for years has been painting her as someone that just goes from boyfriend to boyfriend. There's a very strong chorus where she just kind of like scream, like sings her line because I think she's just like so frustrated with like the constant labeling and like she's made so many songs over and people still think she's the person that the media paints her to be. The next song I've heard many times on the Wii game Just Dance, here's Umbrella by Rihanna. Because when the sun shines, I 
That was Umbrella by Rihanna. I've always thought of it as a very romantic song because she's essentially saying like, even if it's pouring rain and you don't have an umbrella and you're getting soaked by the water because you know, you were stupid and you didn't bring an umbrella with you, I'd still give it to you because I love you that much. And you can take it more kind of like metaphorically too and saying like, even in your darkest times, even when you feel like there's nobody there to support you, I will always be there. I'll always be like protecting you and looking over you. I'll keep this relationship together safe from the rain. And you could also take it as like the whole social media portrayal that we, that we just talked about with Taylor Swift. Like I will protect you from anything involving rumors, social media. Um, I'll keep this relationship together from essentially the rain because the rain are all of the outside forces acting on their relationship. But she's willing to sacrifice and put herself through that if it means that they'll come out happy in the end. Yeah, when I listened to it when I was little, like on uh, Just Dance, I was just like dancing to it mindlessly, not thinking there's much meaning behind it other than an umbrella and that was the dance. But now that I'm listening to it from this perspective, I think the metaphor is that Rihanna is the umbrella in the relationship. And I think the rain signifies the hardships and the hard times and possibly the media, like you said, trying to pull apart their relationship but overall I think she in her lyrics she's saying how or she's showing how basically she's the only one actively trying to piece the relationship and try to keep the relationship together because she's like you can stand under my umbrella she's the umbrella in the relationship the one trying to hold it up but in the end she's saying it's it's pouring rain like over and over again signifying that I think it's her last attempt to try to save the relationship from the pouring rain and her partner isn't really reciprocating that energy and she's just the one, the umbrella that's just facing all the rain and everything and then her her partner is just standing under her umbrella. Yes, and I agree because looking from your perspective, you're essentially saying like the couple is kind of going through a very rough patch in their relationship and she's trying like mercilessly to just save them and just come out like happy in the end but by saying like it's pouring rain at the end like she's kind of saying like the relationship is not really salvageable and she knows that it's the end despite her trying to save it especially when it gets slower when she's saying like she's crying out and it ends like it's pouring rain it really just shows how dramatic the whole story is and how much deeper it can really be than just a simple fight versus like something exploding in their relationship, meaning that like they can't return back to how they were from this. I think she's very head over heels over this guy saying, I'll always be here. That was one of the lines in the song. And I think she's trying to convince him by saying the line, when the sun shines, it'll shine forever. Meaning that once they get out of this rough spot, they will be happy forever and possibly marry something along those lines because marriage kind of seals the foreverness of a relationship. At the end, she kind of has like this dialogue. She layered onto the song where she's saying it's like pouring rain. And then there's another line, something along the lines of like, like, I'll be there for you. And then, yeah, it's just dialogue between herself. Like it's pouring rain. And then like, I'll be here forever for you. And it just goes back and forth into the end of the song. So I think at the end, it's more of a battle of her and her feelings and what's right than her trying to convince her partner to stay together. Exactly. She just wants to do what's best for herself. And in the end, she essentially just realizes that 
this can't be saved. I need to just move on. And unfortunately, the heart, the hurt in her heart will be there forever. But at least in the end, the sun will start shining and it'll stop raining. And our last song we will be discussing is Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. It was Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. I have loved this song ever since I heard it for the first time. It just makes me feel so happy and it kind of gives the same feeling like as if you had a crush on somebody and this is kind of describing like the stage of like slowly you start to understand how strong your feelings are for them and you start to notice all the little details like how the way that their hair looks or their smile or their dimples or just like the little things and each time you notice it just makes you fall deeper and deeper in love and it just oh i love this song so much i do too it's super nostalgic for me but i feel like he's so in love with this girl and I think she probably like brings up some like insecurity she has about herself, but he's just like, to him, she's like perfect and there's nothing wrong with her. And he's saying like the whole world stops and stares for a while and like trying to like convince herself that she's like super beautiful to him. He tries to get her to see things from his perspective. Like he want, he just wants her to look at herself and see herself the way that he sees her. And he sees her as absolutely beautiful. He treasures her as if she were like a priceless piece in an art gallery or like a precious diamond that is like worn by the queen like he he worships her pretty much and he loves her so much and he just wants her to just like forget about everything that she's insecure about he wants her to note he wants her to start complimenting herself and understanding just how beautiful she truly is and unfortunately she doesn't do that but he says like he'll remind her every single day and each day his answer will say the same. Like each time, like she asks him, she's like, do I look okay? He's, he just asserts that, you know, no matter what, I'm always gonna say that you look absolutely beautiful. And there's a lot of metaphors that he compared this girl to. And like, I think one of them was like stars in the sky in the beginning. I don't quite remember what the line was, but something along those lines. And it kind of repeated through the song where he had different metaphors for her. I thought that was really sweet. And I noticed also the instrumentals kind of got quieter so that you can really hone in and like, him like pouring out his heart just like talking about this girl and how much he means to her and how beautiful and perfect she is to him the song was definitely a journey and i like the end too it really like he closed it off well where you're like stuck with that feeling that still like happy like feeling and like like heartwarming feeling about how he talked about this girl he's talking about his own personal experience it gives you the same butterflies that you can presume that he got <laughs> while he's in the relationship and he his use of metaphors and descriptive words describing the relationship it just really makes you feel as if you're the one in that relationship and it lets you see things from his perspective even though she doesn't see things from his perspective yeah i feel like some girls that were uh, listening to it like including myself it really like raises a standard for <laughs> you know like imagine like having a song like that like written about you and like sung about I would you. probably die so every time you turn on the radio you just hear that song and be like oh you wrote that about me you know 
because it just it makes it feel so personal and I can't even imagine like I don't know who he wrote it about but even if he did she's very special because she has somebody that's so deeply in love with her and he describes her by comparing her entire appearance to the beauty of nature which to me is a comparison that it's like the strongest one I've ever heard. Also, Bruno Mars is a very talented um, vocalist and singer, and I thought you could really hear the like raw emotion and the the devotion he has for this girl in his voice, and I was in awe about that. Definitely, he definitely makes you feel the same way that he did in the relationship. Two thousands, two thousand tens pop definitely sounds different than today's pop, and I feel like. They also talked about different things. Like, like, 2000s, 2010 pop music in comparison to now is that back then artists would pour their entire hearts into the songs. And I'm in no way trying to say that artists don't do that today. But back then, at least to me, I could genuinely feel everything that they're feeling. And maybe I only think this because maybe like when I was younger and I would hear all of these songs playing on a loop on the radio while driving to school, I would not really take in the true meaning behind the lyrics. I would only see it as like a song with a catchy beat and something that I can sing with my friends while I'm in school. But as soon as I listened to them as I got older, the entire meaning of the song changed for me personally. Yeah, but now that I'm listening back to it, I realize how much like meaning there is behind the lyrics and how much metaphors there are and hidden meanings. Thank you so much for tuning into The Tune Talk. This was Pop with Rachel, and as always, the playlist we discussed will be linked to the description. This was Isabel Wright for Scott Center.